Miss Peacock murdered him in the library with a candlestick. If you've ever been into board games, chances are that you own or have owned a Clue game. Have you ever wondered about the history of it? As per usual, I followed my curiosity about the inventor of my favorite game. I'm Vanessa K. Eccles, and this is Fabled. Anthony Pratt, a pianist, watched murder mysteries being played out in European mansions where he worked. Murder mystery nights were popular, and he watched as the guests pretended to be part of a crime. He'd said, between the wars, all the bright young things would congregate in each other's homes for parties at weekends. We'd play a stupid game called murder, where guests crept up on each other in corridors and the victim would shriek and fall on the floor. During World War II, Pratt found himself remembering those days of imaginary mystery. He'd been working in a local munitions factory, and in order to pass the long nights of being cooped inside because of air raid blackouts, he began dreaming up characters. So he decided to recreate the enchantment of murder in a board game. Ava, his wife, helped design the board of the game on their dining room table. It took five years to fully flesh out both his ideas for the game and production details. But in 1949, the first games went for sale. And that's how Clue, or Cluedo as it's known in the UK, was born. Fun fact, there are 324 possible combinations of six suspects, six weapons, and nine rooms. And I'm fairly certain my family and I have tried each and every one of them. The original crime was set inside a Victorian mansion with a victim by the name of Mr. Body, and that's spelled B-O-D-D-Y. My family and I have played so much that we've become master sleuths, usually finishing a game within 20 minutes. It's been a family favorite for many years, and we take our sleuthing very serious. According to a 2009 interview with Pratt's daughter, Marsha Davies, Pratt was a crime buff, enjoying the stories of Raymond Chandler and Edgar Wallace. She reminisced how he would always point out famous sites where murders took place. Though wildly popular now, having sold over 150 million games in 40 countries, Pratt didn't see much of that money because he sold his foreign rights for 5,000 pounds. His wife was pregnant at the time, and that was a great deal of money back then. He patented the game, so that brought in regular income for a time. But once the patent expired, so too did his income from the game. The family was forced to downsize, and Pratt returned to working as a solicitor's clerk. This saddened members of his family. His daughter Marcia said, Dad was more sanguine. He felt we'd had a good time for a few years on the back of the game. He didn't court the recognition, and we weren't penniless, 
but I can't help thinking the money would have made my parents' final days so much more comfortable. Pratt would eventually be diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and he died in 1994 at the age of 90. Clue is still ranked in the top 10 of board game sales. It inspired movies and computer games. Playing a game of Clue is like stepping into an Agatha Christie novel, but with an interactive element that encompasses the best kind of entertainment. Time spent with friends and loved ones. And Pratt captured something that dwells within so many of us. A fascination with the criminal mind. Trying to understand the evil that surrounds us, we study it. We find both a strange curiosity and a desire to make ourselves aware, protected even. And we trivialize the scary things, like murder into games and entertainment. Perhaps we do it to neutralize the fear. It's one thing to play murder around the dining room table. It's another to meet it in the dark. Fabled is produced by me, with music by Kevin McLeod. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you.